Today we talk about planning and strategizing for your family. Where is your family going is the question. Hopefully today I'll give you some ideas to help you get your family on the right road. Let's pray. Father, we lift up every family represented here today. We pray that all those who will hear this message will be inspired and encouraged. I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. You may be seated. I was raised by a single parent. The family consisted of Laura Temple and Ricky Temple. Two people living in Los Angeles most of my life, growing up, uh, riding the bus. I like to talk about that because I'm a proud bus person. When I get on the bus, I always feel special. I tell a story about a guy I saw right down the street. He was, he was running to catch the bus. And how many of you have run to catch the bus and the bus driver left you? Raise your hand. Wait, wait, wait. How many victims do we have? Raise your hand again. One more. How many victims? Okay, yeah. And you know he saw you, right? No, 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 no. Now, there are bus drivers here saying, no, I didn't, Pastor Rick. I did not see them. Okay. But I was, I was um, he had a suit on. He had a, he had a, he had a briefcase. And he was, he was running, and he missed it. And he did a dance. <laughs> he, he, he did the frustrated dance, right? So I just saw him, and my heart went out. Didn't know him. Never saw the brother. Ro ro drove up and said, hey, zzz, amen. Went around. Oh, Pastor Rick. I ain't never met you, man, but thank you. Yes, I would. He jumped in the car, took him down to the, to the mall where the exchange was and so he could catch the bus and go on. And it was just a moment where I just, my, my life flashed before me. Do you remember what your life used to be? Do you remember, um, you know, the, the moments um, that you live, I, that you used to live? I, I, sometimes I, somebody said, oh, they're bad, but put the bad ones on the side for a minute. Let's find a few good ones to think about. The family goes right is right. When family is good, it's good. I'm telling you, it can, it can be the, the place that nurtures and builds life in a wonderful way. What's it like to be in a family where you never feel loved? What's it like to be in a family where things aren't right? What's it like to be in a family where, where you, you never feel accepted? What's it like to, to be in a family where you're embarrassed because of your prison record or because of your financial situation? What's it like to not have enough food in your refrigerator? What's it like? What's it like to feel abused and to be not heard and to, to feel isolated and hopeless? What's it like to be in the house with a person who's high all the time or drunk all the time or drugged up all the time? What's it like to, to be embarrassed when people ask you simple questions? You know, where do you live? And what do you do? What do you drive? And, and what do you make? And what do you do for a living? And did you finish school? What school did you go to? The simple questions. What is it like to, to be ashamed of all of those answers? But what is it like to be free? What is it like not to have any bondage? What is it like to feel good about yourself? What is it like to look in the mirror and say, yeah? What is it like to feel, you, you saw that move, right? You didn't say anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, everybody used to love the Fonz. You remember the movie, the, what, was, what show was that? It was um, Happy Days. And he used to go to the mirror and go, oh, no, he had a comb, right? He had a little comb, right? And he, and he goes, oh, no, nothing. Everything's fine. <laughs> it was just, it was, that move was so cool, you know? Like, why would I touch perfection? And you're kidding. This is like the, like the bomb. And it's some, some of you are too young to know, but it used to be a, a scene where he came in in the very beginning of the show, and he had a comb, and he went to the mirror, and like, oh, the fonts, oh, there's nothing to fix. Everything's fine, you know? <laughs> it was so amazing. What's it like to feel your life is amazing? What's it like to feel that way? What's it like to just go, man, this is good stuff. I like my car. I like my wife. I like my life. I like myself. I like my children. They like me. And I have no bill I have to pay. Oh, 
Thank you. I got paid today and I get to keep the money. Oh. My check, for real. <laughs> Some of you said, it ain't my check. I can tell you who it belonged to. <laughs> 50 people in line. What happened? What happened to my family? And you can spend so much time, if you're not careful, thinking about what happened that you don't think about what can happen. <laughs> I had this great thought. Let me, let me digress again, just a moment. I thought about what is right in your life this morning. You know, I have these sometimes before church, I have these need to think moments, you know. And, I, and so I was, I was in my thinking zone and this great question came to my mind. Won't you write up a list of what's right? What problems don't you have? You ready? You're not in jail today. You're not, not intensive care, right? You do have clothes on. Check your neighbor, right? Mm -hmm, right? <laughs> you ate, right? You're going to eat today. I mean, you, you have a place to sleep last night. I mean, this. Come up with a list of all that's right, not all that's wrong. What's right in your life? Sometimes we spend too much time on the what's wrong list and not the what's right list. And my goal is to show you how to improve that what's right list. And it starts with your family. So look with me, if you would, please, at a list of what I call family needs. If you want to protect your future. <clears throat> You want your family to have that in your sermon notes. Look at me. I gave you five things. And um, the cool thing about sermon notes, if you've never used them, is it just kind of helps you follow me along. And it's the exact notes I have. And if you're watching from home, you can download them. It's really cool right there on your screen. The first thing I want you to notice is families need a relationship. So, me, please, come on. Families need a relationship strategy. In order for you to have certain levels of success and victory in your life, you have to have a strategy. It's not going to happen by accident. And families need a relationship strategy. You're not going to have a good marriage, a, a, a good friendship, or anything if you don't try. I have a relationship strategy for my church, believe it or not. I, I, am, I am always conscious of how I interact with you. You notice I mingle, I shake hands, I do all I can to try to engage as much as I can, even though it's only one of me. Uh, I understand the power of a relationship, the power of being friendly, the power of smiling, the power of, of trying to connect with people the best you can. If you're not careful, you'll assume relationships just happen. I don't like their churches. Ain't nobody friendly. Well, look at your face. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, you know, if you want to, if you want to engage people, your smile, your face can cross all kind of boundaries. I went to. Um, I went to um, Brazil for the first time. I'll never forget it. One of the great things, and I, and I get this everywhere I go, especially in countries where they don't, I don't speak the language. I always smile. I always smile. I always smile and I always, always greet. And I always, um, when I was in uh, Asia this last year or so, um, took a lot of pictures. When I say pictures, I mean, I mean pictures. I mean, I've never been in a place where they take so many pictures in my life. I've never... In all the places I've been in my life, I've never, I've never seen 50 people line up to take a picture with me, ever. And I've never seen each of them want to take, like you get 10 in the picture, and then all 10 want to take another picture and swapping cameras around. And, and when I tell you 50 deep, and then when that 50 goes, another 25 come. And I'm not kidding you. It's, it's hundreds of people there. So you, you, it's a strategic decision that I'm going to take an hour after church to take pictures. And I would just say, well, let's just work. You know, that's, that's and, and, and my, literally my face muscles, I'm not making this up right now, would start to hurt because I'm smiling. 
so, so long. If you, if you had to try it for about an hour, okay, next room, hey, okay. After a while, they get real plastic. Hey, 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 just, let's just keep it up there, you know? But here's what they said. We're so touched that you want to relate to us. Repeat with me, please. Say relationships, relationships. are intentional. So you need a family relationship strategy. How am I going to relate to my family? How am I, what can I do to make my son feel connected or my daughter feel connected? Secondly, a family needs an economic and health strategy. You need to have a strategy that targets your finances, where you pool together. One of the smartest things Don and I are doing these days is really pooling together. I used to like to be the kind of guy who did it on his own, you know. Oh, Don, I got it worked out, baby. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I got it. And so I was always doing it, and I would just do things. And I, I didn't have to carry that kind of burden by myself. But I was trying to prove something. That I was not a lazy man, that I was a good man, but I was a burden man. And if things ever got tight, you know, let's say we took a vacation and maybe spent a little bit too much money. Uh, and I just like to wow them. You know, when I take them to a place, I don't want to tell them what it costs. When they walk in the room, they go, whoa, ooh, ooh. Now, see, it was fun, and we had a lot of oohs and a lot of wonderful moments. But when I brought Diane into the planning process, Diane said, I ain't paying all that for that room. I ain't paying all that. I ain't paying all that. Tempo, tempo. No, no. I love the mouse, but the mouse can't have that much of my money. And she, and she started finding these incredible deals. You know, this make me mad. She get the same room for half the price. That ain't right. She said, she said, just let me in the process. You know, we book a lot of plane tickets. We fly a lot, right? So, I, you know, and I, get, I was booking tickets, man. I was getting tired. Like, shoot, trying to get from here to there and trying to connect and all that stuff. I said, let's get whatever it costs. It's fine. It's fine. Then I said, I'll wait <coughs> two days, three days. She go back in and find deals. That girl saved me so much money, I should have been put on the payroll. Praise <laughs> God. That girl was amazing. And, and what, what happened was I found myself, because we came up with an, a strategy together, say together, <clears throat> people, it's something about together, where two, three of you are gathered together, excuse me, touching and agreeing. There am I in the midst. He doesn't show up until you join with people. You say, you don't have to have three people, but you got to have two, two or three. It's something about people joining together and uniting around a common cause, God shows up in a unique way. It happens in a church. A church can decide. I, I was, um, forgive me for saying this, and you're going to hear me say it a lot between now and May. <clears throat> I read an article that really set me on fire. A church made a no-debt commitment. We're not going into debt, not for a building. They, 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 and, they, and they took, they made a plaque and bolted it into the lobby of the church. They said, a new pastor would have to uproot this, put it in concrete. And you know what they did? They built their building debt-free. There was something that happened in them. When you, when you decide as a, as a group, we're going to touch and agree. God says, if you're bad enough, you got enough faith to band together, I'll, I'll show up. I am there. How many want God to, to show up? Come on. Well, you got to join with somebody. You got to stop being a soloist. Well, what if I'm single? Get you a friend. 
You cannot do it alone. Come on, say, I cannot do this alone. Come on. That's the first thing. I taught you that in our, first, in our series, at the beginning of the series. What happened to me? If you remember a few months ago, I said, what happened to you? You tried to carry the load by yourself. Pastor Foreman came and preached that message for me. You can't carry the load alone. You won't get off drugs alone. You won't save money alone. You will never do it alone. You need a friend to partner with you. Family needs a relationship strategy, economic strategy, ready, and a conflict strategy. You're going to fight. You have to fight because we're different. You ready? <clears throat> Diane gets on my nerves. <laughs> do you think? Let's have a vote. How many of you think there's a possibility that I get on her sometimes? <laughs> Who is your pastor, huh? <laughs> Let me see your hands again. Let me put your hand on. Let me see. Take a picture. All these people, we're going to put them out. <laughs> You're right. I do. I, I, and I, I, but that's part of it. Now, let me ask you I have two children, Ricky and Christine. Do you think they got on my nerves? Yes. Raise your hand if you think they got on my nerves. How many of you think I got on their nerves? Don't put up both hands. <laughs> So you, excuse me, you have to decide. See, I make me cough when I think about it. <clears throat> you have to have a conflict strategy. Here's how we fight. Here are the words we don't use. Here are the things we, and, and I love this, it was a wonderful book. Um, uh, I don't know the guy, you, you, was that you that told me about this book? that sent me the book that you guys, the guy said, uh, it's a list of things to do in marriage. And one of them was to, to go to bed angry. No, listen to him. Look what he said. Because sometimes you can't fix it today. Sometimes you get in big arguments. You know, the Bible said, don't let the sun go down in your wrath. That means don't hold it. Don't get too literal with that. Because there, there are days when Dan and I are talking, and it's late at night, and we're tired. We don't need to solve this tonight. We need to let that go. And when I get up in the morning, I don't even care about it. I love that piece of marriage advice. There are times in your life when you have to say, we don't fight that way. We have to say, we won't fight over that issue. What is your conflict strategy? Old people have a wonderful one. When certain things happen, they go, whatever. That's the strategy. Let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I don't care about that. Let's go, girl. Forget about that. Let's go. Let it go. You know, some of you fight about everything, especially when you're young. You fight about everything. You got to win. Stop trying to win. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> What's the next course set? Let it. What does it say? Don't hold it back anymore. Yes. Yeah, so Thank you, Diane. I appreciate that. Let it go. There are times in life where you just have to say, is he singing the blues in church? You get the point, right? You know, you have to understand there are moments in life when you just have to say, let that go. Why am I going to be mad with you all day? Some of you came here mad. Let it go. Let it go. It's all, they didn't say something you like. Let it go. Don't worry about that. Say a conflict strategy. Come on. So you need a relationship strategy, an economic strategy, and that's important. 
I, I had economic and health. If you take, you know, I, I got to take care of myself because that's financially can be a, a great thing. I need to have a conflict strategy and a death strategy. I, I'm going to die one day. What's my death strategy? What do you mean death? What I said, I'm not going to be here. One, one day I'm not going to be here. We just had a pastor die a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, a good guy. What's the strategy? What's the plan? And we sat down and we talked. We, we do this quite a bit. We talk about the strategy when I'm gone. You know, I want you to cry. I want you to feel bad. I do. I want you, I want you to feel all that. Yeah, I don't want you happy. I want you to be cry. cry. I want you to fall out. One of you, at least, fall out. You the designated fall outer person. You just, oh, Pastor Rick, say my name too. Pastor Rick, say my name. I'm not being funny. I'm being honest. I think you, you have to have an honest discussion about that. You know, you have to have uh, life insurance. You have to have a plan for yourself. Who's going to bury you? You know, think about that. You know, what, $10 a month? Get, get something. Plan for yourself. Plan, you know, will, they, will they view you as a blessing at death or a burden? What is, well, please think about that. These are things that you can strategize in your life, plan for your life, plan for your family. They can change everything. And then lastly, have a spiritual plan, a spiritual life management plan. Make sure you look at your spiritual life and say, I need to make sure that I'm clear about what I should be doing spiritually, what, what my focus should be. Jesus gave us four things that kind of helped put all this into context. Luke 14, 25, Jesus said every family should plan to do four specific things. And if you do these four things, I think it will help you put those kind of plans together. You're not going to be able to put a relationship plan together or an economic plan or a conflict plan or a death plan or a spiritual plan without first doing these four things. You ready? Number one, you've got to establish your priorities. Say with me, please. They plan to have Priorities. priorities. Okay, who is first in your life? What is first in your life? What are your priorities are? What are your first? What are, you, what are the first things you should do? Here's what Jesus said, Luke 14, 25. <clears throat> now, great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, verse 26, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and his whole life, he cannot be my disciple. Now, please understand, this is one of those hype Verbotic statements. It's exaggeration to make a point. You ever said, I feel like I'm going to die or my tongue's going to fall out? That's what this is. He's not saying don't like your parents. He's simply, because I'm a parent, I don't want that. He's simply saying, put me first. If you want to follow me, I've got to be a priority. Nothing's going to work if you don't establish what goes first. We can't make a plan if we don't know what goes first. And once you make a plan, then you have to Identify your responsibilities. Look at verse 27. Whoever does not bear his what? Cross. And come after me cannot be my, <coughs> excuse me, cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his cross, your cross, your responsibility, your cross, your children, your bills, your health issues, your cross, not mine, yours. Be clear about what's yours. Be clear about what you need to take care of. When I moved into my first home, I never, <clears throat> I never had grass. I, I, I never, I never, you say, what you mean, never? I never owned grass. I lived in L.A. 
We own concrete. We didn't have, we had a front, we had some grass on the front yard, but it wasn't my grass, it was the old landlord grass. So if it died, I didn't care. But he took care of it. And we lived in a, an apartment, so, I mean, we didn't have grass. So, I mean, to show you how, you don't, even especially when you live in a city where they don't have seasons, Diane was talking to me one day, we moved in the house, and Diane says, well, you don't have to worry about watering the grass because it's going to go dormant. I said, what do you mean? She looked at me and she smiled. She says, you don't know what I mean, do you? I said, no. She says, during the winter seasons, it's going to stop growing and turn brown. I said, because? <laughs> it's going to be colder. And she went to this little explanation, and I'm thinking, okay, <clears throat> I should have known that. But I didn't. So it's, it's, <coughs> excuse me, it's really amazing when you, and I'm really fine, folks, that's just the anointing when you hear that. Um, <laughs> when you understand, um, you know, that's my grass. I've got to take care of it now. So my neighbors, when I moved my new house, first, first house I had, um, I didn't know how, when to cut it. So whenever I'd get up and I hear the lawnmowers in the neighborhood, I'd get up and start cutting my grass. <laughs> it's true, I did. I did it for a while. <laughs> and then I tried the, you know, the hose thing because I thought that would work. And I quickly learned this is not going well. This is a very long process. And then, so then I went and got the sprinklers. You know, you not that I was the man. My responsibility my grass. What's your responsibility? What are you trying to put off on God as if it was his responsibility? And he says, no, no, I gave you those children. <clears throat> no, I gave you that body. Third thing you need. Not just clear priorities and a clear sense of responsibility. You need to have an analysis thing going. You need to analyze your life. You need to look at your life and, and come to conclusions. Listen to what he says in verse 28. Which of you intending to build a tower does not sit down first and do what? Count the cost to see whether you have enough to finish it. At least after you've laid the foundation and you're not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock you saying, man, this guy could not finish what he started. Imagine <clears throat> what it would be like if you took time to analyze where you are and see if this is sustainable, these long hours, this long work week, this run of depression. Where will I go if I keep getting high like this, drinking like this, living like this, living on the financial edge all the time? Where will I be if I keep running off my friends and fussing at my family? And what's going to be the end result of these choices? I need to establish some priorities. I need to be clear about my responsibilities to myself. If you keep dating guys and giving them all of your power, you give them your body, you, you give them your body, you give them, you know, you, you run the risk of all kind of stuff, pregnancy, all this stuff, okay. You, you know, okay, so what's going to be the end result of this the long term? Is this a priority? Meeting a new guy every week or month or a girl or somebody? So my priority in life is finding somebody. 
I'm always on the hunt. I need a man. I need a woman. God, give me somebody. Hallelujah. Please, Lord. Every morning you get up and you get your little sticker out and you go hunting for you a man. <laughs> Find me somebody. <clears throat> ah, missed that one. You're a hunter. You're looking. Even in church, you're looking around. <laughs> Would you please put your spirit down for a minute? Is that a priority? Okay, the last two or three you got. What'd you do? Huh? Threw them off. After you stuck them, got them close. Oh, that's a nut right there. Jesus. Get that one off of here. Get off of there, boy. I need to get a new one on here. Always somebody, always, you know, I just find myself saying, man, Temple, come on, man. on. Analyze your life. Sit down and count. <clears throat> Sit down and count. Is this going to work? Okay. You ready for a confession? Can I have my chair? Come on, come on sit down for a second. Because, you know, <clears throat> there are some things I told you, <clears throat> excuse me, because I've counted it up. And I, I really have. I've, I've said, okay, now let's decide. Here you go. Okay. Let's, let's make some decisions. Okay. <clears throat> Should Pastor Rick cheat on his wife? Let's decide. Hmm. Hmm. All in favor of me not cheating, raise your hand. I like that. That's good. Right. This is good. Now, some of you didn't raise your hand. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Let's count up the cost. You ready? How many of you would lose respect for me if I did that? See? Why would I pay that kind of price? How many of you would have a hard time listening to me if I did that? Raise your hand. She wins. <laughs> Give me a break. It's a mistake, people. You're not falling for it, are you? Well, I know you people are mad with me over there already. Give me a break. I mean, but you get the point. Why am I doing it? Why? See, think about it first. It's analyze your life and ask yourself, why, why am I still on this road? What is this gonna, where is this going to get me? Nowhere. 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 Just think for a second. Pause. Pull on the side of the road. What's happened to your family? You've not established the right priorities. You're not sitting down counting the cost. You're not facing your responsibilities. And the last thing, you're not facing the boundaries you need. <clears throat> I love this next part of the verse. Verse 31. What king going to war? Make war against another king and does not sit down first. I love this constant statement. First, 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 first. Before I marry you, first. Before I decide to marry you, before, before. 
first. Before, it's not the second thing I do. It's, I do this first. It's a priority that I do this first. That I sit here and ask you that question first. Before I'm burnt out, before I'm tired, before I'm angry, before I'm mad, before I lose. All I work for. See whether you can finish. See the whether you is whether whether I'm able with ten thousand to meet him who comes against me with twenty thousand. Or should I go make peace? Send a delegation. Ask conditions of peace. You know, you you, you gotta have boundaries. He says every family has to have boundaries. Some battles you can't win. Let's not fight that battle. Let's, let's draw a, a, a peace agreement. If, if, you're, if your goal is to make your man a perfect man by your standard, you're not going to win that. It's not a battle you're going to win. You're not going to make him into your image. You're not going to make, I can't make Diane into my image. We had this great conversation one day. She's made this, you know, little point. I thought it was a pretty good one. She said, well, you want to just tell me what to say and write it down. I'll just say it. I said, ooh, that was good. <laughs> Smart lady. Well, I'm not trying to tell you to say it. No, yeah, yeah, yes, you are. You want me to say it like you say it. You want me to see it the way you see it. We got to you know, decide what you can't win. Decide if this is, and you can look at the past and it'll tell you. <clears throat> not working. What happened to your family? What's happening to your family? It's not working. Need a better strategy. You're going home fussing with your parents every day, young people. Can I ask you a question? <clears throat> Where else do you have to live? <laughs> Just a question. Do you have some other transportation, some other money or something? Why aren't you saying thank you, old great people, for feeding me for free? <laughs> My friends are going out, and I want to go with them. That used to be a big discussion, you know. And uh, <clears throat> we're going to be out late. Really? How late? Don't know yet. You plan to come back here? <laughs> Pause. Prioritize. Count up the costs. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to cause all this angst and all this anger and all this frustration, all of this. We're going to have this big fight over me going out, and I'm going to do all this for people who don't feed me, for people who don't pay me anything, for people who won't house me. I'm going to do all that for them or for some boyfriend who I love because he, he's, he's my heart and I, he's my man and my woman. And, okay, so <clears throat> when you come home and you say you're pregnant and then you can't even four to six, seven thousand dollars to pay for the baby to come into the world. <clears throat> Count the cost. And statistically, he'll probably leave. Eight out of ten chance. Not going to be around. 
Eight out of ten chance. Look at what you're fighting about. Clean the house up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Hang it up. That's over. Come on, come on, say amen, come on. That's over. That's over. That's over. That's done. No, here's what we do for 30 minutes. I'm not picking up anything. It's my house, and if I want to throw stuff around, I throw it around. Police come. Hey, officer, how you doing? Oh, I'm cleaning up, man. I'm just cleaning up, man. I don't know what's wrong with her. She just got an attitude problem, you know. Praise God. I'm going to church. Pastor Rick was talking about that Sunday. <laughs> Phony baloney. Come on now. Come on, be real. You see what I'm saying? Count the cars, people. You're going to go steal something. You're going to steal something. You're going to go stick up somebody. Okay, I'm going to stick you up. I'm going to stick you up right now. I'm going to stick you up. I want you to pay me. I'm coming to you. I want your money. What you got? Nothing. <laughs> this is a poor road. We ain't no money. We got, we got no money. <laughs> okay, who got $5? Who got $5? You got $5? You got $5? All right, stick up $5. Come here. Come on, get, 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 quick, quick, quick. $5, boy, you gonna make you shoot you if you don't give me the $5, man. Pay them $5, $5. You ain't got five. What you got? Give me that money. I got this money. I done stole. Hey, you got five. $5. Go to jail. $5. Cause he gonna turn me in. You gonna turn me in? Officer, I'm giving the money back right now. <laughs> the illustration. Come here, Carl. Come here. Come here. How long would I go to jail? <laughs> this is just a quick. Yeah, we got the police for real. Watch this. Here, here you go. How long would I go to jail with a gun holding him up for five dollars? Twenty years. With a gun. You go back over there and sit down. <laughs> 20 years. You get him, I'm gonna give you some money here, man. <laughs> 20 years. Because I got a gun, right, Carl? Is that it? The gun is the big deal, right? Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Can you add? Can you count? Five dollars, I can work for an hour minimum wage and make that. I don't need to kill and shoot him. And what for what? You need to get a grip. Your family deserves better than that. Come on, people. Let's say you, you get what I'm saying, okay? We close with this. <clears throat> Some tips. When you start to do this, remember something that a guy named Dr. Kevin Lehman said that I thought was great. When you start making plans for your family, <clears throat> you start planning together. First of all, don't expect it to happen all at once. You know, sometimes you, you say, okay, we're going to neaten up, you know, we're gonna get, get, our, get our house right. It's going to take a minute to get it all neat. Take a minute to organize. Number two, 
He said, make sure it's all for one and one for all. It's not just about you. It's about us. Let everybody feel like we're, excuse me, a part of it. <clears throat> we're all in this together. Make sure it's all for one and one for all. Number three, don't fall back. Oh, man, don't fall back. Don't go backwards. You start, keep going. Number four, make the hard choices. Can't be a part of that. Can't be on that committee. <clears throat> can't say no, can't say yes to that. Monday is Diane's day. I am so sorry, I'm unavailable all day. Every now and then I can fudge, but by and large, it's her day. <clears throat> sorry, I've got to go work out. Sorry, I don't eat that that often. <laughs> I may eat it, but not that often. Make the hard choices. Lastly, keep adjusting the boundaries. Change. Evolve. Grow. That's how you fix it. Did you learn something today? I hope you did. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this time. We ask you to let this be a time of great healing and blessing for your people. Heal hearts today. Change minds today. Refocus vision today. <clears throat> do for us what only you can do. I speak healing today to every mind. Count the cost. What are we doing? What are we doing? What are our priorities? What's the plan for the family? I've told the story, <coughs> excuse me, in every story, every service, so let me close with this last story. I, I saw a guy the other day, and I, he, he loves to ask me the question. He says, what's your question for the week, Pastor? And um, <clears throat> I, um, I told him this week, it's what's your plan for your family? And he said, ha, I got one. I said, you do? He said, yeah, man, I wrote it up and put it in my house. It's on every, every bathroom in my house, on the mirror. My kids have to see it every day. Brush their teeth, there's the family plan. Have you laugh. I was amazed that he had a plan. Now let me show you what happens when you have a plan. It starts seeking, seeping into the life of your children and into the life of your family. We start thinking this way, talking this way. So he was, he was sitting there, he was someplace and his son was with some friends or, and they were talking and he, his son overheard, 10 years old, his son overheard somebody talking, and they said, I'm broke, I'm just broke, I ain't got no money, I'm just broke. And he, his 10-year-old son looked at the guy and said, did you say you're broke? You can't, you're not broke, you're just having temporary financial challenges. I thought, really? I, was, I like that. Then he said, 
He said, aren't you, his son asked the guy, the guy a question, aren't you living in the, in the now? And I, I said, well, what did he mean by that? He said, well, I taught, catch the, the words, I taught my son that you're never broke. If you're working and you make so much per hour and you've been working this week, you just haven't got your harvest yet, but it's coming. You have a temporary setback, but you got seed in the soil. And if you keep on working, your harvest is going to come and you are not broke. Come on, say amen. Man, I like that. His daddy taught him that. It's part of the family vision, plan, way of thinking. What's your plan? Lord, have mercy. Every head body right close. Let's start with priorities. Do you know Christ today? Are you right with the living God? I'm praying for people who need to be right with God. I'm praying for people who want to start their walk with God today. If you're